Utah. I want to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. Welcome into the new year. I'm really excited to have everybody back with us and really excited that you guys have really been able to go on this journey with us. We celebrated our, our year in November, but it's really, it just feels great to be able to, you know, get out of 2020, being a new year, new beginnings, just new goals. We have a lot planned for the podcast, and especially in our trek to 100 episodes, as I kind of set a goal for myself um, when we did our one year anniversary. So we're going to kind of keep that moving. So I'm actually sitting down today with Ivan, somebody who I met through social media. So I'm really excited to kind of, you know, get to know him, dissect what he does, and really even give you guys some insight as to, you know, how you can even support him and how you can even get involved. So Ivan, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well, bro. I can never complain. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your business and what brings you on the podcast today? Okay, cool. Yeah. So I am Ivan, um, I Kiran. So all social medias, I am, I am K Brad. And um, I use like all of my names because one thing about me, and I guess this is a good start. I just go by all of those names. So my dad's name is Ivan too. So most of my family and closest friends for years, they call me Zay, which is short for my middle name, my Zay. Um, and then some people know me as Ivan. So I always, you know, making an effort to make sure that I use all of my names. So if somebody knows me as Zay, they're not like, who is Ivan and vice versa. So that's just a little brief history of my name. So I do a lot of stuff. I'm a creative. When I was 16, I started a music blog airstyle.net, which I recently brought back in 2020, thanks to the pandemic. And I also do some video editing and other creative consulting. And um, I make playlists, which also ties back into airstyle. But I have like a list of all of that stuff on my personal website, imkbrad.com. And then I'm also a fashion buyer. That's like my nine to nine (laughs) or whatever. Um, But yeah, I just love all things creative. So I'm from Philly. Currently, I am in the DMV area, actually about to move to uh, the New York, New Jersey area. Bet. I like that. Like you said, just somebody who's well-versed, not really limiting yourself to one thing, really involved in a little bit. So something that I really heard you say and something that really piqued my interest just because I love music myself um, mm-hmm. is earstyle.net. So what kind of sparked your interest in that? What kind of what ties do you have with music that really want to made you get that established? Yeah, so I just um, always loved music. I remember like super early memories of watching music videos. The first music video I actually remember was um, like TLC's Creep. Like I vividly and um michael's remember the time like those are two videos i like remember as a kid like watching on whatever network they were on you know growing up but um i guess it like my whole love super love for music like kind of started around i would say it was around i think 97 98 i had saw i was actually tying tlc back into it i was watching tv with my mom and mtv was on and they had this show called the cut which left eye hosted it was like a uh, talent show and I was like, Mom, that that girl, she's on all the CDs downstairs. She said, Oh yeah, that's left eye from TLC. She's from Philly. Your you know your father and your uncle they actually grew up on the same block as her. And I just became super intrigued by her, just knowing like you know the proximity of like you know as a kid, and especially before social media days and stuff like artists and stuff, they just were like larger than life. He was like, Oh my God, you don't know these people. They're like next level. But I was just super intrigued. And then their album came out like maybe a year or so after. So they were doing a lot of documentaries. And left, I would always talk about like the music industry, them being broke, the way the whole thing like kind of breaks down. And I was like super like interested in the behind the scenes of the music. Like I never, outside of like choir as like a kid and I couldn't sing on there, but it was like my mom made me do it. But I was never really like a, a true musician, but I just always appreciated music and the arts. 
So from there, you know, I just really became interested in documentaries and, you know, hip hop culture, pop culture, just watching as many like TV shows and stuff about it as I could, reading books. Um, I would like when a Scholastic Book Fair came around, I would get books about like music and how to be a rock star was one of the books. I actually need to Google to see who wrote that because that is a book I read when I was a child um, that I really remember. And um, I just was super interested. And then fast forward a little bit, I, you know, I took some piano lessons. I played in the drum line, like most of my like middle school, high school years and a little bit of college. And then around uh, when I was 16, I believe, in high school, MySpace was like really big at this time. And I just always had ideas for like music videos, performances, like album rollouts. Like I just always was thinking of like the creative side. Even though as a kid, I would, when people ask me like, oh, what do you want to be when you're older? I would say an entertainment lawyer. But I always loved the creative side of it. I loved the rollouts, you know, the eras, how they really used to do it. And when I was like 16, I reached out to a publicist and like kind of hooked up an artist in the industry with this magazine that was out at the time. And I got them on in the magazine. And that person who works for the magazine was also a, um, a black man, Patrick. Um, and he was like, you really have like, you know, this is like something that I could tell you're really into. And you should kind of document this, like exactly what you're doing. You should like put out a blog. And I said, like, oh, a blog. Like I, not, I didn't really think about doing that. And I did already have some like graphic design you know, some skills from that and some HTML. So like I was playing around with it a little bit, but I didn't really think about like really doing it. So then I created the website. He helped me come up with the name Air Style because it was like music for the air and then style because I also liked, you know, fashion and just, I mean, it, that all of that stuff embodies like that urban and pop culture. It's like, it wasn't just about the music, it's about the look too. So it brought it all together. And I started interviewing some artists and, you know, people were just super supportive. And at that time it was like, you know, I was 16, 17 in high school. And at that time, I was just interviewing the artists and making the connections, and they all wanted to be involved. And it was like really, you know, before a lot of the that blog kind of culture really exploded. But a lot of people were on board, and they were very supportive, like, you know, some mainstream artists and then also some up-and-coming artists. And I was blessed to interview, like, some really dope people early on. And um, so that's kind of how Airstyle started. It was really, like, just me taking this interest that I had since I was a kid and, like... um one person just saying like, hey, you should do this. And that's just really how the site came to be. I like that a lot. And especially, like I said, I may be even a little biased just for my just love for the music. It actually even makes me think about East Carolina University, my undergrad days when I wanted to actually become a DJ, but some things kind of got twisted around and just lost some time. And then it, it didn't, I wouldn't even really say it got away from me because I mean, I still do love music, really still do kind of even, it was to the point where like we would just have different kickbacks or, you know, sometimes you hop on the aux and just really just have that love for music, really just have that love for even local artists and just in talking to them and getting to know their story, hear where they came from and really hear their motivation for everything and really just hear their music and then be able to even see them performing different things like that. So I definitely can resonate with you a lot in that regard. Now, just in thinking about kind of how you said and how you ended that answer with about just you thought about your your passion, your interest, what it was for people out there who, you know, may have certain hobbies or may have certain interests or may have certain passions, but kind of have trouble translating that into uh, maybe like a lifestyle or, or kind of bringing that somehow into their everyday. What kind of advice would you give them as to kind of, you know, how you I understand that you had a mentor, but was there anything that kind of went into that else, like in your thought process saying, hey, look, I really like music. I really like artists. Let me see how far this can go. What would you say to people who sometimes may lack that inspiration or not really know how to translate it? Yeah, I would say definitely is one, recognize what you really love. And then I think my advice would be, because for me, it never was about the money. Um, it was about just doing something that I really enjoyed and something I just didn't mind doing, even you know in my spare time. 
and then like you know starting it and really showing my um personality through it like why i want to do this and then from there of course i had like you know ad setups and things like that but that wasn't really generating like tons of money but then years down the road I, like it translated into um some merch and stuff like that like later in my high school or early college so it was just really you know recognizing like hey i love this i'm having fun doing it and not automatically off the bat really thinking like how do i monetize this which i feel like i see a lot of people doing now it's like them or like people saying like hey you know find what you love and make money off it and then like you're like forcing something i think you just really kind of like loved doing it do it and then i think everything else will kind of fall into place after that for sure i always think natural that natural flow is always important that's how you know you really love something that's how you know you really kind of want to dedicate the time the effort and the energy when it's not just something where you're saying hey well this pays my bills or this is something that i have to do in order to you know eat put a roof over my head put clothes on my back so i really do love that so transitioning over a little bit and please 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 excuse me if i pronounced this name wrong but i did see it in your bio and also you mm -hmm. talked about it a little bit on your website so jai lit john did i say mm -hmm. that right yeah you said it right Okay, so can you just tell us a little bit about uh, what that is and kind of how you got started with that? Yeah, so um, that was actually like a collaboration amongst my one of my really close friends, Bilal, and then there was Blake Lynch and Wesley, I cannot think of his name, <laughs> but we, so Blake, the guy I mentioned, he kind of hit all of us up like, oh, we should do something, you know, we all, you know, know people I was the only one out there group actually from Philly and we were all in Philly at the time. And then Bilal Bay, um, he's from New York and then Blake and Wes were from the DMV area. So they were like, oh, um, he pulled us all together. Like, oh, we should do something. We like, you know, from our alma maters and everything else. Like we know a lot of people, we should have something. So we kind of got together and we were meeting and we were talking. And then I actually came up with the name Jollet Jaw because I was like, hey, you know, at that time, like the slang, like lit was really like the word of the year or whatever. So Jai is like a DMV term. And then lit was the New York term. And then John is a Philly term. So we kind of pulled it all together and we said, hey, let's do Jai Lit John. And it would be, it was an event to kind of bring together all three cultures of our respective cities and like featuring the music, fashion, just that whole vibe. And we tied it around, I believe it was the Roots Picnic 2016, 2017, one of those years. And we had like a party. It was like kind of like an outdoor party. And there was also in inside portion as well. And the, the reason it was that actually is we were just having a hard time. You know, we had this plan. We like, you know, we were selling a lot of tickets. We sold more tickets than we anticipated actually. And we were just having a hard time finding like the right venue. So we found this really cool venue because we, we wanted it to really be special. We had like vendors come in with like clothes uh, from those respective areas. We had like an uh, edibles vendor. We had uh, we had food, we had drinks. And it continued to morph as we kind of were faced with challenges, actually, because one of the challenges was, hey, we have too many people. We're going to be outside, but there's like a noise ordinance or whatever after a certain time. So then with that challenge, we went on to make it kind of like a part silent party so we had silent headphones at the last minute to um kind of accommodate the people who would be outside of the inside portion of the event and it just was a really special time because we had our friends coming from those respective areas and any other friends who were in the city for the um that that festival that summer and it's one of those things where people constantly ask us like when are you doing another one when you're doing another one um the answer to that is <laughs> we don't know you know it was four people working together who were all in one place at that time we're all in completely different places now and um 
yeah, it was it was special for it to be that time. We had two DJs, one from the DMV area, one from Philly. Um, it was just a really fun, special night. For, you know, it was just a very organic feeling. And yeah, sometimes I like that. I like to do like one off sometimes, like when things are really special, just kind of, you know, let that be the memory and not, you know, try to force a second or a third to try to top the last one. So I don't know, maybe one day there will be another one. But as of right now, that was like a one off event. Man, I wish I would have started this podcast a little bit earlier. Maybe I would have known you brought you on and maybe even been able to <laughs> attend that or something like that. That really does sound like you said, just an organic night, just a natural feeling, just a good time and really just being able to merge so many different um, people from different cities, different cultures, different backgrounds together. I know that that was a dope experience. So just in thinking about, like you said, the collaboration just between you guys in your respective areas, what was that like really just kind of coming together, coming from obviously your respective backgrounds, um, you particularly in Philadelphia, but also being able to merge with them, even from the the name to just the experiences to just kind of, you know, the, the culture, the music, the food, and just kind of what to do to really throw that event together. How how was it really working amongst that collaboration with those guys? To be truthfully honest, it was it was tough. It was, um you know, there was the, the fun aspect. And, you know, when you're in a creative space, it's like, oh, you know, I can't wait for this to happen. It's going to be great. Uh, but when you have four people, it was a challenge. It was a challenge of like, you know, especially when things did get tougher with the challenges and stuff, you know, you feel like you may be taking on more work than the next person. But at the end of the day, it came together. We bounced off the ideas of each other and everybody contributed something. So whether it was like the vendors, one of the DJs, you know, helping with security, food, like, you know, cooking the food, you know, everybody contributed something. So it was still cool to like, like, you know, pull it off of four people. But you know, everybody has their own working style. I'm one of those people who actually prefer to kind of kind of work alone on things for the most part. Um, but overall, I think it you know it was a, it was a it was a good vibe. Like you know, it was no beef or nothing like that. You know, it's good vibe. We had a great time. Everybody had a great time. So you know, it was rewarding. But it was a lot of work and a lot of challenges leading up to the you know the final moment. Okay, and I even chuckled a little bit when you kind of said I don't know beef, but no, I definitely do hear that understanding like you said it it, it can be it kind of almost made me think of a group project not necessarily from a work aspect but more so just from a, you know you have those different people you have different mindsets you do in a sense to have different work ethics and then you have different people who and then and when you're just talking about others not just yourself and then money involved and different things like that i understand that it can be a lot involved but nonetheless just from everything that you explained to me just visually and really just how you were able to tie everything together it really sounds like in the end it was all well worth it and hopefully moving forward once we shake this and and really just get out of it and bounce back maybe there definitely can be another one and, and many more to come so yeah. just in, I mean, well, yeah i was going to say and then too when you think about like you know as a creative like just creatives you're you're constantly you have a vision in your mind of how something is going to be. So when you have like multiple creatives and everybody has a vision, that in itself presents like, you know, a challenge in itself, but like it all came together. So like, you know, when I say no beef, like there, trust me, there's no hard feelings. It just was, it just was a lot. <laughs> oh, for sure. And it just, it, yeah, just when he, even when you have people who are perfectionists or just want things to go a certain way, but yeah, just having to adjust and adapt. So yeah, even how you said like all the work and everything that y'all had to do, I am glad that nonetheless, it was all able to come together. And I hope just for my sake, just from how you explained it on here and even everybody listening, I don't know if y'all with me, but I need another one to happen or I just need to be able to even be a part of it. I think that would really just be a dope experience, even if it was something where you were able to kind of tie more people in more cities. So I'm um, just in kind of thinking about to your love 
love for music and what we talked about earlier. Uh, what would you say is an area of music that you haven't uh, maybe touched yet, whether it be maybe from a business side or maybe even just from an exploration side that you think you would um, love to kind of explore, maybe even work with or work in or monetize from moving forward? I think ultimately, like one is funny that I'm having this conversation today because just in the last day, most people was like, when are you going to? When are you going to work inside the industry? Like, and that's something I'm always asking because people know I love music. And it's something I always, I challenge myself with because I'm like, hey, you know, that would be dope. But sometimes you like just being the fan and not getting into the politics of it. And, you know, all of the things that kind of makes you kind of love something a little less, like just like, you know, a singer when they're done with being a singer because of all of the politics and things like that. So I kind of enjoy, you know, seeing everything and watching everything, just being a fan of the music from the outside looking in. But that is something that I think, you know, um, when I think of just overall like life journey and career path, getting more so on the label side of things in some capacity um, is something that I would be interested in. Okay. I like that. And it was actually, um, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that something that I was researching maybe even a month or so ago, just because it was kind of a topic of conversation amongst me and a couple of my friends was um, the whole idea of just masters and, and kind of just seeing a lot of these artists, like trying to achieve their masters, particularly like Kanye with good music and trying to get those um, artists, their masters back. But it really kind of even, and even more so recently, we saw Little Wayne too, how he sold the masters to Young Money, but it really kind of begged the question for me, well, what really is that? Like, how does that work? That whole creative process, but that's definitely um, a conversation for another day. But no, I definitely do think that that would be interesting. Think that that would be even something where you could particularly monetize from that. And depending on which kind of avenue you took, could even put other people on in the same way. So I like that a lot. And I definitely do wish you the best of luck with that. So Thank now you. just... Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So now just in and even kind of scrolling through your website just a little bit, I saw that you have a podcast called The Pieces. OK, so I actually so I appeared on that podcast. Oh, you appeared on the. OK, so, so, but shout out to Kiera. That's her podcast. And it's a really dope podcast based around like faith and music. So definitely check that out. Okay. And can you just tell us a little bit about, so I also saw, cause I was kind of just going through your bio, going through your website and everything like that. And I saw that you were an alum of Hampton. So yeah. you were actually, and you were actually kind of the second person within like, I believe like three episodes or so to come on and be an alum from Hampton. So what would you say getting that HBCU experience was like when it came to like how it shaped your creative perspective and how it shaped what you wanted to do when you were kind of graduating and moving on to what we know as the real world? No, yeah, it shaped me a lot. Um, one thing I always credit um, my HBCU experience, uh, shout out Hampton University, the standard of excellence. Um, I always credit it for boosting my confidence, number one. I think I became just a much more confident person. Being on a campus just surrounded by so many talented, you know, Black people from so many different backgrounds. And that really, I mean, as a creative, that shaped me in a major way because you had people from, you had your Caribbean folks, you had, you know, the DMV area, you had your your true South folks. Like I always was, you know, infatuated with Atlanta and the entertainment scene there, but then going to Hampton, like really hearing the South stuff that like, you know, I would take back home. My friends are like, what are you listening to? Like just getting those different experiences that I probably wouldn't have gotten anywhere else just from just being like a melting pot of just dopeness of just Black people, but just we're just so so diverse within. So that all like kind of shaped me on just like my interest. It like grew my, you know, my catalog of the music I listened to. It made me, you know, from a fashion standpoint, like definitely like kind of wharf my own, you know, wardrobe and just get different inspiration uh, from just seeing so many dope individuals and being around so many creatives too. Like my year, I was in um, 
first class in the morning, freshman year with uh, Jid, who's on Dreamville, and then Earth Gang was in my class. Um, still the homies um, from on Dreamville too. Then my my home girl, track girl, one of my closest friends from Hampton, one of my first friends from Hampton. She's out here producing. Um, so just being around all of those creators too, and while on the campus, knowing like all these people are going to make it. Like I never doubted the success that they have now because I just knew how different and and dope and they all were like just people who just stood in their truth and just like were unapologetically them and I think that like I took a lot of that on into my own self and just you know just seeing people just celebrate themselves and it was like you know that that really empowered me as well but yeah and I mean just my love for HBCUs that's just like like I advocate for HBCUs and just the, the band culture and just the culture in general that has really like you know when I think when I go into business meetings and stuff I'm constantly thinking of my HBCU experience and thinking of ways to tie in whatever it is I'm working on into that so it definitely like shaped a lot of what I do. I love that, especially as someone who didn't attend an HBCU. Um, I mean, it, it always just is very interesting. I mean, I know kind of when I was attending, especially being in North Carolina, it was always that HBCU PWI debate and the back and forth. But it's always just really interesting to hear the experience, the perspectives, the the memories, the even the networking opportunities, the opportunities, just what goes on really at HBCUs and those who kind of come from them and what they produce and really going to be a lot of these creatives and a lot of these people who, like you said, are kind of sitting in these meetings who are making sure that is still being incorporated and still being a voice that is heard because not I wouldn't say not many people but not as many people really get that experience get that opportunity so sometimes it can be overlooked so I'm glad that you really brought that up about kind of always being just trying to making sure that your HBCU was heard and HBCU was thought of so what is that like really sitting in these business meetings and and really just knowing that look this is how the meetings kind of go the format what they're expecting but really just also knowing that you you still have a voice. You have other people out there who you're speaking for, who you're representing for, and making sure that it's all incorporated just the same. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I work in fashion and the streetwear sector of the business. And I mean, now more than ever, with all that's happened in this past year and the last, you know, I mean, our <laughs> the history of America, I think it's really coming to the forefront, like Black culture and not necessarily like how to profit off of it, but how to celebrate it. And we're getting more and more of our voices into these companies. Like we still have a long way to go, but we are getting into these meetings and things and they want to, they want an authentic voice to learn how to speak to that consumer uh, without making the assumptions, without being stereotypical. It's like really, you know, exploring like, okay, what is it about your culture? Okay. What is that like? What is a HBCU homecoming? Like what is, you know, Greek picnic in Philly? Like what was, this like what was that they really want to know about the culture and like even if they don't want to know it's our job to like say hey you know we support your business we put money into your business our community does this you need to give back to our communities and also celebrate us the right way don't have us out here looking crazy this is how we wear your product this is what we use your product for um so i'm just always thinking like that and things that remind me I'm like hey you know we used to do xyz in college and we should you should partner with this person and do this. So it's always just really thinking about, you know, hey, like we spend a lot of money with these companies. So we need to demand that they give back to our communities and then that they also just speak to us, like, you know, acknowledge that we exist and that we are part of the culture and we have our own culture. So celebrate it. Um, so that's just kind of always going to meetings. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. And I thank you. I think the previous um, Hampton alum and all the other HBCU alum who have not only appeared on the show, but who are constantly just advocating not only for um, other HBCU students, but just people of color in general. Like you said, it is important to we spend big money with these companies year in and year out, day in and day in. 
day out, hour in and hour out, it almost seems like. So we definitely have to make sure that we're holding them accountable in all regards and just seeing that the representation is is fair for sure. So just in hearing about all the experiences, everything that you've done, everything that you kind of dibbled and dabbled in, and even things that you're looking forward to participating and moving forward, what is it? kind of just give us a message or maybe even just creative entrepreneurs kind of we can even group them together a bit but what would you say to just people who are just looking to navigate into their own avenue and really just kind of keep it going because at times it really can't be easy par in the course you know like there can be dry spells there can just be times where you're just not feeling motivated maybe even not making money from it depending on kind of why you chose to embark on it but what would you really just say to creatives out there in regards to really just being you embracing what you love and really just taking it to the next level yeah, I would say, I mean, everybody's journey is going to be different, number one. I think that's just something that everybody needs to remember because I think it's just always so much pressure seeing so many people doing amazing things, but you don't know, you know, the backstory. You don't know the journey. You don't know what it took for them to get there. You don't know if they're fighting legal battles while they appear to be, you know, on top. So you just remember that everybody's journey is different and your journey is going to be different. That's something that, you know, I always remind myself like, hey. All of this is for a reason, you know, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be at right now. And, you know, it's God's plan at the end of the day for where I'm going to be. But other advice I would give is, you know, stay true to yourself, know your brand, know exactly what it is you're trying to achieve. And don't be afraid to make mistakes and kind of go, you know, test some things. I think one mistake that a lot of people make is always kind of waiting for the right moment or the perfect moment. It's never going to be the right moment. It's never going to be the perfect moment. Sometimes you have to put stuff out there so that people can actually, you know, experience and, and you know, see exactly what it is you're working on. And then it's just like a focus group or something like they'll, you know, you'll see exactly what they respond to, what they don't. I mean, even with, you know, I've had Aristyle since I was 16, I'm 30 now, but there's still things I'm, you know, figuring out about the brand in 2020 because it's a completely different, you know, time, like, you know, People aren't reading blogs anymore. Now it's like fast media and, and, you know, like stuff on Instagram, a quick post or a picture or whatever, or now audio on like uh, Clubhouse or something. But it's a completely different time. But, you know, putting out the playlist, we see like, okay, this, people really love the playlist. Like this is what we lead with now. It's not leading with breaking a new artist and a news article. It's just a completely different time. So you got to constantly try, um, constantly evolve, be open to evolving, and just really stay true to yourself, I think. You know, never like try to chase what somebody else is doing, like, you know, find your lane and make it unique to you and never give up. I mean, never give up. And my last one, I think I tell every everybody I talk to anytime I'm on the phone with somebody, I always remind people to take time for themselves. I think when you get into that, that lane of being an entrepreneur or anything in life, when you're really striving for something. Everybody promotes hustle, 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 work hard, work hard, work hard, no sleep, I'm going to lose your sleep. Like, no, take time for yourself. I think that's so important to, you know, celebrate your small wins. You don't always have to wait for the million dollar deal before you can, you know, celebrate, celebrate yourself. Uh, because it's a lot of people, I got a lot of friends and stuff who do amazing things and in their heads, they're not doing amazing things because they're just waiting for this big grand moment. They never celebrate themselves. And I got to remind people like, you know, time moves fast. Like we, we see how life is going. You know, you don't want to wake up the next day. It's your last day. And then you realize you didn't celebrate. You didn't live. You weren't present in the moment because you were always thinking about what you were going to do next or, you know, never like really satisfying. Like if you're doing an event, being in the presence of that event and really, you know, enjoying the moment or if you release the product, like enjoying the reaction to that right now, instead of always thinking about next, 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 and you know, how you're going to do it this better, like really be in the moment and celebrate the moment. 
So that's like the biggest advice. And that's what I tell any friend, any family member who calls me for advice on anything. I think that is the most important thing. So many people just don't live in the moment. You're always kind of thinking about the future or the past, but just really be present. Man, and I feel like initially I, I kind of asked that question geared towards creators, but you really just gave life advice for everybody out there. I definitely think that just in hearing every every bit of information that you just put out there is somebody can take something from it. It's a lot of value in there for sure between just running your own race, just relax and just knowing that everybody is different. Everybody's path is going to be different. You can't compare to others. You just got to keep it all in front of you, control what you can control. So I thank you a lot for that. I really thank you for taking the time to really just, you know, come on here, just provide value for the people and even kind of just tell us what you do here and really just put some things into perspective for people who may just still kind of be out there wandering, still kind of know their niche, but still just be trying to find it. And then for people who have found it, but then are just, you know, just trying to kind of stick with it. So I thank you a lot for that. And I definitely do hope that everybody out there listening has got some value. So before we wrap things up, do you have anything that you feel like we haven't touched on this podcast, whether it just com- comes from what you're kind of doing, what you're looking to do as we start and get ready for this new year or anything kind of with Airstyle, anything with Jylet, Joan, or just anything that you want to put out there for the people listening to the podcast? Um, I just hope everybody really, uh, once again, live in the moment, know that it's going to be better times. As far as Airstyle goes, just continue to look out, you know, follow the page Airstyle on Twitter, AirStyleNet on Instagram, www.airstyle.net. Definitely check out the page. There's plenty of playlists. We have them on Tidal, Apple Music, and Spotify. We're going to continue to do playlists. We're going to continue to get back to interviewing um, artists. Um, In 2020, we interviewed people who just didn't do music. We interviewed someone who released a book, uh, just all like, you know, lanes of lifestyle so we definitely want to get into more of that and that's something i really look forward to is there's people i've been wanting to interview for a while and um i think this is finally going to be the year where it happens so definitely be on the lookout for that and i mean i'm a creative so i i don't ever know what i'm working on until like it kind of just hits me in the moment so just uh if you follow me on social media i encourage you to Reach out too if you ever have a question about anything or if you just want to network i mean i'm a firm believer in networking. I mean, like I said, I literally started my platform by really, you know, having fun on MySpace and, you know, doing my top five and all of that. But I also used that to really get in contact with the people that I wanted to get in contact with to make some stuff happen. So continue to leverage any social media you use. If you ever have a question or if you ever have anything that you want advice on or something that you think we could work on, hit me up. Um, I'm very open to that. Um, If it's right, of course. Um, But yeah, I just want everybody to just know that, you know, it's going to be okay. Life's great. I mean, you know, we we all go through ups and downs. It's never always good, but you got to take some rain with your sunshine and it's all good. Say bon. Say bon. We, oh, he took me back to my French days a little bit, man. I'm not even going to give y'all too much. I think I don't, I, I got to brush up on myself, but no, like I said, I thank you so much just for the message, really so much just for the insight, just for the, that's even something that you could really, like I said, if you take any piece of advice from what he gave you or any piece from what he dropped, you could really even write that as like a daily affirmation, just live in the moment, just enjoy, you know, just relax sometimes, just take a deep breath, just be patient with yourself, be patient with life. So Ivan, once again, I really do thank you so much for um, coming on here just giving 
something for the people wishing you the best of luck like i said as we now are into this new year and kind of moving forward like you said there will be better days for sure so and to everybody listening like i said in the beginning just continue to stick with us man we're very excited for this year to come and we have a lot in store for you guys like i said as we make our way to 100 so thank you again to everybody and this has been another episode of the down to business podcast here with tamar turner